Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to tease a couple other chapters, maybe not every single one, but like sure. know your cash flow. So my wife um, hates, she hates the B word. She doesn't like the B word. No budgeting. No budget. She doesn't <laughs> like budgets. So it's like always restrictive feeling. So we talk about cash flow instead. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> We're talking about income and expenses. And so a lot of parents are very reluctant to share how much they earn with their kids. And I, and I get it. I don't tell my kids that. Or they're, they're reluctant to share their net worth or things like that. But... You can share budget stuff. Like you can say, here's how much it costs to go buy groceries. Here's how much our utility bill is. Here's how much our mortgage is. And start, if they don't know the cost of living, they're not going to appreciate what you're doing yeah. for them. I mean, no, it's so true. I mean, whenever I go to the gas tank, you know, gas station <laughs> and fill up, it's like 85 bucks. And I say, hey, do you realize? And then when then we'll, you know, maybe go grab some food and it's like, you know, 75 bucks. And I'm like, do you realize just today hanging out with me, like we've spent over like 250 bucks on different things like that. And they're like, whoa, like that's a lot of money, you know? And so it's like, it's like, so I'm always like, do really well in school, work hard. And like, you know, because if you want a good life, you're going to have to be able to afford it, you know? (laughs) Totally. And that's a great opportunity. And yeah, that's, it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, the hesitancy to talk about money with your kids and where that line is, because I do talk about a lot with my kids. You know, if they ask me like, Oh, how much did this car cost that we got? I'm like happy to tell them that or how much it costs. But then when the other day they asked me like, dad, how much do you make? And then I was like, I actually felt (laughs) hesitant to tell them. And normally I would tell anyone else, but my thought in the back of my head was like, I don't want to make them feel bad if they don't make that much money when they're older or feel bad about how much they're earning now or something. I don't know if that's silly, but I was like, why did I not want to tell them? That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, I was like, I don't want to make them feel like, oh, you have to, you know, to be successful, you have to make the same amount as me. Or I mean, with inflation, they'll probably make like 10 times as much as me by the time they're, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's such a, like someone's income is something that's like, we, we never really talk about. That's interesting. Just like a doctor, seeing patients with their shirts off all day is normal. Like talking about income and money to me, I've done it every day for 20 years. So like, to me, it's not a big deal, but I do see like the hesitancy and that reluctance. And so I'm sensitive to that. So I just say, you don't have to talk about income, but talk about the, just the foundational spending that your family does. And Mark, you're lucky you don't live in California because 85 bucks will get you like a half or a quarter tank here. <laughs> so, so my wife filled I up know. and it was like 139. Uh, like, wow. Brutal. So, yes. Yikes. Yep. So, so know your cash flow is really just teaching them to really understand there's value in keeping track of stuff mm-hmm. and, and just having a plan. Like if you plan, you're going to be more successful than if you don't plan. Um, talking taxes. Really, that's important because taxes, believe it or not, is your number one expense. 
Hmm. Your in, it's not your mortgage or your rent. It's taxes. So you have income oh. taxes, sales taxes, property taxes. Everything you do is taxed, capital gains taxes. Hmm. So I teach my kids to understand that the best way I teach them, and you guys got to try this. you got to try this. Anytime we go out to eat at a restaurant, I take taxes out of their meal. I get the first bite of every meal of my kids, and I say, <laughs> "Welcome to, welcome to the dad tax." So, and if the I do me- that at Halloween, daddy yeah, tax, see? I yeah. could like choose my favorite candies. <laughs> but I, I don't want them to think taxes only on Halloween. I, it's all the time, kids. All the time. It's all the time. That's, <laughs> that's great. I, I I do that when I open something for them. Oh, you want me to open that for you? Sure. And then I take a yes. percentage. There you go. <laughs> that's a joke. There you go. But yeah, that's that is a they'll never forget that, that's for sure. <laughs> they will not. And they sit there and roll their eyes and we've done it with friends there and, and the other dad's like, Hey, I'm like, Are you letting your kids just eat tax free? I'm like, That's crazy. That's not realistic. So it's not realistic. So they, so they start eating their kids' There's food. Overhead to run this family. For yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> so learn to earn is uh, chapter five. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I think I've been the most unconventional parent is my wife and I have never paid an allowance. We've hmm. never paid a dollar to our kids in allowance. What we've done is we created a menu of opportunity on a spreadsheet that the kids could pick from. And I share a screenshot of that in the book, but it's like they can pick how much they want to complete each day. And at the bottom, they tally up the points and based on how many points they earn during the week is how much they get paid. So I've really tried to tie in effort Hmm. and personal initiative with how much they earn. I don't want to pay them for breathing and existing for another (laughs) week. I just feel like there's more that we could do. So Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the spreadsheet, I have openings where they can, they can initiate an idea and negotiate a price. So my 14-year-old son, Pierce, just last week said, hey, we have like a a day off school in October and all my friends want to go to Disneyland. Um, He said, are there any specific projects I can do around the house to earn more money to pay for that? And I said, I'm sure there are, but you got to go around and find them and then come to Mm -hmm. me and tell me what you think they're worth and then we'll negotiate and then we'll see if you can earn the money. So Hmm. our kids pay for their own gifts for like birthday parties and gift exchanges. So I give them, like they can earn a lot more on my spreadsheet every week than possibly just if I paid them my allowance. But that's because I also make them pay for a lot of their own stuff. Yeah. But I just feel like it's really changed. They're not dreading doing chores around the house they got to do some stuff regardless like i'm not paying them to brush their teeth and make their bed that kind of thing (laughs) but but they they really take initiative like they get their spreadsheet out they're marking stuff they're like excited to turn it in instead of dragging and me nagging them to do stuff and then here's your 20 bucks because it's saturday you know what i mean right man i love this idea it's such a creative uh way to um you know, one is teach your kids that uh, work ethic, right? And then also teach them like, oh, the more effort you put into something, the yes. more you'll get out of it, exactly. you know, which I think is awesome, right? Because even for us, like all of our kids are old enough now to clear the table, mm-hmm. load the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher, take out the trash. And so it's, it's almost like if you have a spreadsheet of like, hey, you could, you could like mom and I are going to be doing these things, but you could actually choose to do these. And these, this Correct. is the value that's attached to it. 
And so then it's like then they're more excited to like jump in instead of being like, oh, we got to clear the table. It's like, yes. hey, like if you want money for something, like yep. these are your opportunities. Because my kids do, especially my middle son, he, he, he'll come to me and say, you know, how can I make money? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Come up with an idea, you know, like. Yeah. Because I'm not going to pay you to make your bed or brush your teeth or things like that, you know. But I think that there might be some things that are kind of above and beyond. Yes. That it's we all can the start. above and beyond stuff. And yeah. I just made a huge list of ideas and age appropriate so the younger kids have easier stuff. But right. they get excited because they're in control, right? And mm-hmm. when you give them a little empowerment, they perform better. And it started in 2005 when we had a babysitter. Uh, my, you know, my daughter was born in 04. So in 05, we had a babysitter, and, I, and we'd try to go out on weekly dates. And, like, one week, we came home. Like, the dishes were done. The kitchen was clean. Toys were picked up. She said, I read to your daughter, put her to bed early. We did all this stuff, and I was, like, blown away. And then the next week, a different babysitter, we came back. Place was a mess. Baby was awake. They were, like, sitting in front of the TV, toys everywhere, dishes everywhere. But my wife had already taken the babysitter home, and paid her when I realized like how bad of a mess it was and I was like how did we pay those two babysitters the same Mm. like that's really wrong and so I made this babysitter guide that said (laughs) essentially your base pay is super low and for every one of these things you choose to do in our house you get plus one dollar per hour and if they maxed out it was like way higher than they would normally get paid but then I had one that said if you guys just sit and watch a movie, it's minus a dollar per hour. If the dishes are not done, it's minus a dollar per hour. Like, so if they did a really bad job, it was on them, and they were going to get paid way less. And guess what happened? Every babysitter maxed out for years. <laughs> That's because so good. They knew the babysitter guide was there, and there was no ambiguity <laughs> about compensation. And so that just kind of sparked my idea when my kids were old enough to say, mm-hmm. we're not going to do allowance. We're not going to do allowance because some kids are going to be really – good helpers and others are not and so we're just Mm going to put it on you if you want to make an effort you're going to get paid yeah you know i absolutely love that idea i i literally while you're talking i just ordered your book so speaking of (laughs) speaking of investments i'm like this is 18 dollars investment to help solidify the future of your children's financial life so i suggest other people buy it that's the way i see it but yeah thank you we hit uh we actually hit four number one lists on amazon in the first three days which is did you really oh congrats yeah Yeah. no this is is really helpful so let me let me play devil's advocate on that one and this is a thought that i've had i've heard both sides of this argument should you pay yourself or i mean should you pay your kids allowance or not pay your kids allowance Mm -hmm. um and also, like, should you pay them to do stuff around the house? What about the argument of, like, hey, you're part of the family. You shouldn't get paid to do stuff around the house. That's why That's why the menu of opportunities is mostly above and beyonds. Okay, got it. Yeah, so Makes so sense. my kids have basics, like, like you said, the trash, the sweeping after dinner, the clear the table, the dishes, make your bed. That kind of stuff is baked in. Like, if you don't do that stuff, you actually aren't eligible that day for your points. So, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. That's when you're yeah. saying you don't get paid to brush your teeth and stuff. I Correct. get it. That makes sense. Correct. Cool. So this is the yep. above and beyonds. Like if they're gonna mop, if they're gonna mop a floor, if they're gonna clean a garage, if they're gonna vacuum mom's car, if they're gonna mm-hmm. do all these other things, they're gonna get paid. Yeah, that's really well thought through. I like that. One of the things that you said is that your kids have to buy their own yes. birthday presents for parties and stuff like that. Correct. 
But what do they do if they don't have any money and they're going to Billy's birthday party and they want to get him a remote control car or something? Like, do you just foot up the bill and be like, all right, well, you can't show up with nothing? I don't. It's embarrassing if they if they're in that situation. Like, I don't know if we've had that. If if so, my wife. No, my <laughs> wife's pretty tough on them too. I wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably tougher, but um, no, like this situation. So, I my one of my businesses that's not the the big wealth management firm is I co-own a big sports facility in California. So we have like tournaments. We own a sports club for basketball, travel ball, volleyball, cheerleading, all that stuff. And we it's we host tournaments that are massive. Thousands of people come in every weekend. And my kids can go work at the snack bar or at the front desk there on a Saturday or Friday, and they can make 10 bucks an hour. And my son worked there for four hours one Saturday, and then he had a, he had a white elephant gift exchange for Christmas, like the next week. And so he made 10 bucks an hour, he made 40 bucks. And he went to the store. I took him to the store to buy a gift. And he, he found some Uno attack game, board game. He really wanted to give to take that. And I was like, Pierce, that's 20 bucks, man. I said, that's half the time you spent working over at the Draft Sports Complex. And he said, I know. And I'm like, you spent half, you spent two hours of work in like two minutes here at the store. Like, you sure this is a good purchase? And he goes, yeah, dad, but the party is two hours. So this is my entrance fee into the party where I get to have fun for two hours. So he's like, I'm trading two hours of work for two hours of fun. Plus someone's going to give me a gift. That's at least 10 to 20 bucks as well. And I was like, all right, you you (laughs) thought that through, you know, but if, if I just went to the store and bought him a gift and brought it home after work and said, Hey, here's your thing for the party. He doesn't go through that thinking process at all. Hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did it for him. Yeah, that makes sense. So the more we can empower them to to do it, if, you know, find work for them to do to earn it. Even our little kids, my wife will, if they're going to the birthday party, she'll have them do some kind of little kid chores around the house. So so she says, okay, now we can go because you earned this gift that we're going to wrap up and give to your friend. So. Mm. I've got a, a question for you. It's maybe a little bit, it's slightly off topic, but just more of a perspective question. Yeah. So, you know, since you're emphasizing money to your kids all the time, do you feel like, how do you feel like money plays into the happiness in life? You know, like how does that play? Like how important is that to someone's happiness? Uh, does money buy happiness? Does it not? And what's like your perspective on what is money to you and like philosophically, does that make sense? Yes, totally. Um, and I think about it every day. (laughs) So I think I read about this. I study this for my whole career. To me, money gives choices and gives freedoms. It Mm -hmm. it is definitely not requisite for happiness. Many studies show that above 75 or 85,000, the numbers different based on the studies, there's no increase in happiness. I have a hard time totally believing that because there's so much more freedom and more choice. With money, you can buy time back, which is really your most precious commodity. But I was a two-year volunteer service missionary in Eastern Europe in the 90s. I lived amongst, my dad served his mission in Argentina back in the 70s, dirt, like adobe, huts, adobe floors, no plumbing. I was in Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Belarus, over by Russia, right after the Soviet wall was down. I was there for two years, just volunteering every day for two years. And like, 
those people didn't have much money. It was a great recession. It was post-communism. I had no money, yet there were a lot of happy people. There were people that were finding ways to just appreciate what they had. They were happy with their families, their health. So I think it's an interesting philosophical thought to consider. Um, for me, what, why do I pursue such growth in money? It gives opportunities to do great things, to experience great things, to make impact, make an impact on people. Uh, we just had someone, my, my daughter is like an Adidas sponsored athlete in two sports and one of them is basketball. And there was a player on her basketball team whose mom knew that we had helped out a bunch of people. And like, she just had a situation where she lost her job again and the benefits ran out and they're gonna like lose their apartment. And she reached out to my wife and just said, is there any way you could help us before such and such deadline? And I like to be in the position to say yes. You know, I yeah. do. I like to be in the position to help people or support a cause. Mm -hmm. And then also to really enjoy life and have freedom to do what we want to do. So if I had everything taken away, could I still be happy? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I can do a lot more and experience a lot more by keeping my success where it's at. Hopefully that makes sense. 100%. So that, that leads perfectly actually into the last chapter, which is give generously. Mm -hmm. I think this chapter had to be last because I wanted to, uh, I really wanted to share something that I think would be impactful on the next generation. It's not smart, not spoiled. You can be smart about money and still be really spoiled or really greedy. And so this chapter mm -hmm. is to me critical. Um, I grew up in a pretty middle-income household. Like, we didn't go out to eat more than once every three months. And my dad would say, everyone get water. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> he's, he was very, very frugal. I have three younger sisters. Like, my youngest sister, totally different experience. They were, she was, like, picking up fancy dinners on the way home from school, <laughs> getting her nails done. And I was like, where was this when I was growing up? Like... We didn't go on vacations, like we drive to like a campsite. But so so with my situation, it's very it's troubling to me because my kids are growing up in a lot of abundance. And mm -hmm. so how do I not spoil and ruin them? Because this I'm I can do stuff that I never ever could have done. And so it's like we are overly emphasizing the giving part because otherwise I fear mm -hmm. that we'll, we'll do bad stuff for our kids. So if, mm -hmm. if we travel, especially when we travel internationally with the kids, we will set aside a day for service on every trip. Mm -hmm. So I share stories and show pictures in the book of some of those different experiences. But like one of them, we were in somewhere in the Caribbean and we took, I think the second day of the trip, we took a really long taxi ride to go to this orphanage at, orphanage and we had to fill out a ton of paperwork to do it the taxi driver was like what are these americans doing spending all this money and this time <laughs> like at you're, an on orphanage. Vacation. you're on vacation <laughs> in the caribbean like this is really weird so we spent all day and the kids like you know they read to the kids they played with them they kind of just you know engaged themselves with with these orphanage kids for hours and then we came back at night we we drove back to the resort and on the last day of the trip I was like what do you guys want to do for your last day they said we want to go back to the orphanage and see our friends oh wow 
that doesn't happen if we didn't make that effort. But it's like interesting. I'm thinking they're going to want to swim with the dolphins. They're going to want to do some other like activity. And they're like, we want to go back and see those kids that we're friends with and say goodbye. So if you prioritize giving as parents, even though it's not convenient, you'll make an impact that your kids will never forget. Hmm. And I share some cool stories of my friends who've done stuff like that. And from a very young age, we teach our kids that you're going to give and donate a portion of your money. When you earn money, that's not all for you. You got to get back to something. So I think, I just think it's critical that we teach our kids to, to, be successful for the right reasons and mm-hmm. not just for accumulation's sake. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And and two, I think that comes into the whole spoiled part, right? When they have perspective and they realized how blessed they are or how much opportunity they have, they can, you know, just be that much more appreciative and not entitled. Exactly. Um, and so, man, I, I think that's, that's fantastic. Well, Chad, this has been a very uh, insightful conversation. I know I'm already got some things on my to-do list to start doing with the family, and um, and uh, yeah, I think this is this has been fantastic. I hope all, all of our listeners go out and buy that book, and um, and uh, start implementing some of these things uh, into your into your routines, into your family conversations. Um, we like to to kind of give us some takeaways and uh, recap this conversation. And Ben is a amazing uh, copious uh, note taker. And so Ben, what would be your top five um, takeaways from this conversation? Good question. Um, I would say one, I would say start having conversations with your kids about money younger uh, to hire kids to do work around the office or business for you and open up Roth IRA in their name so you can start putting away some stuff for them for the future. Three, taxes are your number one expense, so you better know your stuff. That was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective before. Uh, number four, I really love the idea of creating a menu of opportunities so your kids can earn money around the house. Uh, and also the idea of letting them go around and finding their own jobs and opportunities to earn money and not putting on you to think of it, but hey, you go find an opportunity because that's what it is, entrepreneurship. It's going out and finding a problem, solving it for money. So that's I think that's brilliant. And then just the final thing uh, I think you said I liked was money doesn't buy happiness, but it does give you more choices and freedoms and it gives you an opportunity to make a greater impact for others. Well said. Yeah. Well, hey, I want, if you could leave maybe one action item for our listeners to kind of take away and put into practice this next week, what would that one action item be? It has to be start having more conversations about personal finance in your family. I mean, that's it. You, you really got to start. Don't procrastinate it. Get going. Awesome. Awesome. It's so great. Hey, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Um, you know, maybe ask you some more questions, get more information about what you're into and what you're doing. Pacificcapital.com. Easy to easy to find me there. I, I send out a free newsletter every week. And then LinkedIn. I'm uh, very active on LinkedIn every day. Perfect. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to The Friday Habit. Uh, make sure to go to thefridayhabit.com to find show notes for this episode. There you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, uh, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a quick voice memo and email it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday.